Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident masshole as always, Ian Cusick. Joined by a good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are we doing today, Bryce? I, the, I'm vibing because Eternal Take came out. I've been waiting for a long time. Uh, we, we move, we vibe. You probably listened to it by now since it came out yesterday as you're hearing this, but it's a vibe. Uh, I don't think I don't think I need to do PR for it. You just you you could stream it, bro. It's it's some heat. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm I'm planning on listening to it later, but uh, I know all that Bruce Springsteen getting in the way of I eternal to Springsteen in a long. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll listen to Springsteen instead. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll just do that. That's it. That's all you, bro. You can have that one. Nah, I'll, I'll listen to it later. It's been a long day for me. All right. It's... <laughs> haven't really had any free time to listen to it, but um, we we're back for another episode because you know it's <laughs> yeah. another episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, NFL Combine has come and passed. Um, there's been some some guys improve their draft stock pretty well. Oh, big time, big time. I think the biggest jump for me. Uh, was Henry Ruggs. Um, I feel like his stock's been going up the entire offseason. He used to be seen as, like, late first, you know? Yeah, he, you know, people were saying, hey, maybe Ruggs will drop to, like, In 20s. early, mid-20s. and He he could potentially be the first wide receiver off the board, bro. I mean, that's 4-2-7. It's possible that he is the first wide out off the board. Now, he also he's he's he could be first, he could be second, he could be third. It depends. Um, I also Jerry, think it doesn't really matter at that point. I mean, like no, he's he's elite, man. He's gonna be scary. I like a lot of people are like you know a lot of Eagles fans were hot on him because they pick in like I think the early twenties. I think they have picked twenty or twenty one. Yeah, and like. That used to be realistic. I don't think it is anymore. I think he's going to be gone before that happens. Thank fucking God, because I'm not trying to play Henry Ruggs twice a year. Um, he he had a hell of a combine. I would say Isaiah Simmons probably had a big uh, big combine as well. He probably going to I mean, it's Isaiah Simmons. We already knew he was going to be a top draft pick anyways. Yeah, I think this might have sold him at four, though. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Could have sold him at three. I think he can go as high as three. Um, I mean, I don't know I don't know if you said this during the episode or if we were just talking out of it, but like if it comes down to Isaiah Simmons or uh, Jeffrey Okuda, that's a good problem to have. That's a great problem to have. Both of those guys are great. Um, I wonder which quarterback you guys will take instead. Well it'd be Tua probably. Uh he <laughs> Um we're not taking – I mean, I don't know who – I forget who won uh, Senior Bowl MVP, but the Giants have drafted, I think, the last three or four Super uh, – not Super Bowl, uh, Senior Bowl MVPs. 
Was it? It was Herbert. <sighs> he's gonna be there. At, he's gonna be there at four. <laughs> um, and on top of that, if Herbert declared last year, he'd be in the Giants uniform right now. So, if imagine that if we drafted Justin Herbert at four, that would be hilarious. Honestly, that would be Wisconsin really funny. probably wins the Rose Bowl then, and that would be cool. Wisconsin probably would win the Rose Bowl. Oregon probably wouldn't have gone. Um, Oregon probably doesn't win the Pac-12. Utah might be a playoff team. Who knows? Damn. Because Utah probably would have made the playoffs if they won. Damn, much to think about. Much to think about. But, um, yeah, if we drafted Herbert at four... It would be really funny, honestly. Like, it would just be peak comedy if we drafted him at four. We've drafted, like I said, the last three Senior Bowl MVPs. So, we'll see what happens. He, I I have him going at six to uh, the Chargers, but... I mean, I feel like the, I feel like the top six is uh, generally agreed on. Unless there's a trade, yeah. There's like a couple of them, but I feel like everyone knows that Burrow's going one, Chase Young two. It's more than likely they go Kuda three, and then you guys should go Simmons four. But it's really Simmons or Worfs. Who knows knows what's going on? I mean, Worfs wouldn't be a bad pickup. Yeah, I mean, we're either getting Okuda, Simmons, or Worfs. So it's a good, it's a good situation. That's that's a really good situation to be in. Could have had Chase Young, but. We're not that smart. Yeah, you didn't tank enough. We didn't tank hard enough. Although, honestly, like, you know, yes, Chase Young is a generational uh, edge rusher prospect. But, like, you guys have a big need at left tackle, and with how freakish of an athlete Isaiah Simmons is, it's not like... It's not like picking them, either or, that, either him or Tristan Wirfs, would be a bad idea. I mean, or even Okuda, who... It's a great if, corner. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this assuming that Okuda's at uh, at three. At three. Well, yeah. I mean, it's realistic. I mean, Isaiah. I would rather have Isaiah Simmons. He's just dominant. Can literally play anywhere, except maybe right. tackle. But we don't need him to because that's our deepest position. Yeah, you guys. You guys are doing all right in the D tackle. Um, I I think Isaiah Simmons would be my pick at four. Honestly, even if Okuda's on the board, I would still take Isaiah Simmons, especially after this combine he had, where he he matched the top running back time. On, that's on right. 40. Yeah, he matched he matched Jonathan Taylor with the four three nine. Yeah, that that's just is, absurd. Uh, that's pretty fast. That's insanely fast, and he's just this, we need it. We we just we need it. It is what it is. We need that. We need a guy like that. He's an anchor. Like he's a defensive anchor. And we have nobody like that on the team right now. So Isaiah Simmons would 100% be who I go after at four. Yeah, you guys you guys should take him. I feel like that might be a good idea. That might be a good idea. Maybe. It might be a good idea. You know, like... It could pan out to be a good idea, you know, like... He's just, he's one of the most 
like versatile defenders I've ever seen. I mean, literally, you can play him at like you can put him at safety, linebacker, slot corner, edge rusher. Like he can, yeah, he can run the edge. He's he's got enough size. Put that speed. put that man anywhere. I think he's at home at linebacker, and that works for us because we need that. So I'm cool with it. Still would rather chase you, but Simmons is not a bad, uh, not a bad consolation. No, not at all. So uh, who else really impressed the combine? Um, I mean, I gotta say, I know this is gonna sound super homerish, but Jonathan Taylor did run the fastest forty time out of all the running backs. The running backs um, in general are a bit disappointing, honestly. I wouldn't say Taylor was, but I would say like Swift was for sure. Yeah, Swift ran that four four eight, which I thought he would. I thought he would beat four four eight. But like... yeah, that's really slow for what I thought he was gonna do. I thought he was gonna get like a four three. Uh, but yeah, Swift didn't really have a great combine. Um, Taylor had a decent combine. Etn obviously stayed home, so no combine for him at the moment. Next year, though. Um, I mean, Dobbins put up twenty three on the bench press too, so that was pretty cool. Dobbins was pretty good. I don't. Did Taylor? Yeah, Taylor did. Taylor put up seventeen on the bench. I mean, I think the reality is, I think, I think we see um, two running backs go in the first round, and I think it's going to be Swift and Taylor, because the Dolphins will probably draft a running back first round with one of their picks. And I think that would be Taylor, depending on what pick it is. Swift, I I've like Swift to the Seahawks is something I've like seen a lot. I'm like I I think that would work. Like, didn't they just draft Rashad Penny a couple of years ago though? Yeah, but he sucks. Because he doesn't have an offensive line. I mean, they they do need they a bigger, line. They got bigger needs right now than a running back, which. Yeah, but like, Who knows? where do they pick? They pick at twenty-seven, right? So let's. The reality is, Worse is off the board. Willis is off the board. Becton's off the board. Thomas most likely off the board. the The last O tackle available would be Urza Cleveland. Um, and then there's guards in this draft. I don't think there's any I take in the first round. And centers. I mean, you got. Caesar Ruiz, who's a potent, he's probably gonna be a first rounder. He may yeah, be Ruiz on the will be board. A first rounder, and then um, Tyler Biedet. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He plays for he played for Wisconsin. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but uh, he's probably gonna be second round pick. I've seen a lot maybe of mocks late first. The, I'm seeing a lot of mocks saying he's gonna be a late first. So potentially him or the there's, there's there's probably the three people I'd see It'd be Tyler Biedet. Uh, Urza Cleveland or Swift. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I like Swift to the Seahawks. Swift would be good for them. Like, he's, he could catch out of the backfield. You know, he's not like Penny. Penny's one-dimensional, and he can't really do anything. Like, they had the corpse of Marshawn Lynch taking snaps in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Like, their running back core is not good. They haven't had a good running back on that team since Marshawn Lynch was good back in, like, the early 2010s. Um, 
I mean, they've had a few decent running backs. Like Chris Carson's had some good moments. Carson's spotty. Uh, Thomas Rawls had a few good games. You know who is like just a, an absolute legend for a few weeks? Uh, Kristen Michael. Do you remember that name? I do. From like two years ago. Yeah, oh, no, it was more than that. Um, I do I remember him. It might have been three years ago when I was a senior in high school because I remember I picked him up in fantasy one week and he just showed out. Yeah, he had a few. He had like a few good weeks. I don't know what happened. Pretty sure after he was that. playing in the a- last time I heard him. I think he was playing in the AAF. So and that died. He's probably working at Popeyes right now. <laughs> that man probably handed out some mixed chickens. Um, I really like running back for the Seahawks, though. I mean, the reality is, if I would say Etienne would be the best running back in this class, but he went back. Um, John Taylor. He's kind of one-dimensional. I mean, he's a good runner. Like, he's a good running back, but if you ask him to, like, catch a lot of balls... Uh, no, he's a, he's a fine receiving back. Like, obviously, he's... I would rather not. Over, but, like, you could definitely, in the right offense, you could definitely incorporate him in the passing game. I don't think consistently as, as consistently as you could with Swift. And Swift's not as oh, good yeah. as a running back running back, but he's still good. I think for the Seahawks offense, which literally revolves around Russell Wilson, uh, I think Swift would be a better fit for them. I I agree. Swift would be the better option there. Um, I think Taylor would be off the board by 27, though. But we'll do a mock in a month oh. or so. We, we had a bad one last year. We did really bad, but hey. Content as always. You know, we're not we're not getting paid to do these, so we we don't have kind to worry of. about being good. We're not getting paid to do these. I mean, it'd be cool if we did though. I mean, the anchor ad be hitting. Yeah, that that ad revenue. <laughs> that ad revenue, baby. Um, so gonna gonna, gonna quit gonna quit school. Be be a full time podcaster. Yeah, let's all right. Let's moving on. Uh, <laughs> I think. I don't think this combine really shaked up much except for Ruggs. Ruggs is a big deal because Ruggs is probably – he might be top 10 in the draft now. Like, he might go top 10. Let's see who needs a receiver in the top 10. So, I would say since he's obviously going Burrow, Washington's going young. Detroit is not going wide receiver. The Giants fucking better not go wide receiver. Uh, Miami's going QB most likely. Chargers going QB most likely. The Panthers is a potential spot. Uh, honestly, seven, eight, nine, I could all see drafting a wideout. Uh, Carolina has a seven. Arizona has an eight, and uh, Jacksonville has nine. I think Arizona is going tackle. They should, but it's possible they draft a wideout. Um, Carolina probably will go to tackle too. Actually, no, they just traded for Russell O'Kong, right? Yeah, but he's ass. He is. Yeah, he's not really that good. Chargers won that trade. I saw a lot of people saying otherwise, but no, Chargers won that trade. I I don't. Russell Okung maybe can turn it around, but from what I know, he he really ain't that good. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I don't even remember. Did the did either side give up any draft picks in that trade? I don't remember actually. I don't. I don't. I because I, I feel like it shouldn't have been a uh, just a straight up one for one because like. Trey Turner is way better than Russell Okun. So it makes me wonder if the Panthers gave up a draft pick. No, if the Chargers gave up a draft pick. 
but I don't remember seeing if they did. Carolina. It was just a one-for-one, one, and the Chargers won the trade 100%. I think in, like, if it's possible we see... Jacksonville, I think, definitely drafted a wideout. They kind of have to. Like, it's... They have to draft a wideout. It's bad out there. They should. I also could see them just drafting whoever the best available is. Although, given how many wide receivers are in this draft, I could... I would be surprised if one of the top three weren't there. Or if not, oh, one of the top three is going to be there. I wouldn't be surprised if like they would go after one of them. It just makes too much sense. I think, I think Jacksonville at nine is a very high potential wide receiver spot. I think the Jets at eleven is a very high receiver spot as well. Um, Denver at 15 is a very big possibility for a receiver there. Well, you see, Denver doesn't draft wide receivers. They just draft edge rushers. They're going to go defense again. <laughs> um, draft another edge rusher. Atlanta always in the market for more receivers. Like, literally every single year. Um, Atlanta is the NFC Denver, bro. It's the opposite Denver. It's like Denver only drafts edge rushers. Atlanta only drafts wide receivers. When both sides desperately need the other one. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like Atlanta desperately needs defense, and Denver desperately needs wide receivers, but neither side ever does anything about it. Philly and Buffalo are both drafting wideouts. Buffalo's definitely drafting a wideout. It's just which one. Which I think Buffalo, like, they could end up with, like, maybe, uh, like, Justin Jefferson or Jalen Rieger, maybe uh, Denzel Mims. Yeah, maybe. And LaVisca Chenault Jr. as well, T. Higgins. This It's just a very, very deep wide receiver class. Like, insanely deep. I mean, you got K.J. Hill. He's not going to be a first-rounder, but K.J. Hill definitely is someone you should be looking at as well. Just There's just so much talent in this draft. It's amazing. At wideout, it's so deep. It's insane. This honestly has got to be one of the deepest drafts I've seen for wideouts in a long, oh, long, long time. Oh, long time. Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of a draft that had, like, deeper, deeper potential for wide receivers. That's it. I couldn't name one off the top of my head, at least not at the moment. But uh, I think we good on the combine. If you want to move on, yeah, we can we can move on. All right, so we're gonna move on to MLB. Uh, nothing really big to talk about, but um, there was one big extension that was just signed the other day. Uh, Christian Yelich, seven years, $188 million with the Brewers. Um, that's that's just that's just perfect for the Brewers. That's an insane, like, I thought, because, like, we, see, we saw last offseason, we watched Harper and Machado get, like, $350, $400 million. Um... I was expecting Yelich to be in like the three hundred to three hundred twenty million dollar range over like yeah. Ten years. Oh my god, he definitely should have been. Uh, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what his agents thinking, but uh, hey man, he must like Milwaukee. I don't know. 
I mean, what an absolute... This is fantastic for the Brewers. I'm just amazed that this worked because I, I wouldn't expect such a deal to be given to Yelich, who's, you know, a top three, top four player in baseball. He's... <sighs> He he's better than I mean he's much better than Machado and Harper at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he literally last season until he got hurt put the Brewers on his back. It's I don't know, like he he really could have gotten like three hundred mil at least. That's Oh he definitely would have. Yeah, it's so this makes me like, this is interesting because this off season coming up, next one, not this one, has like Javi in it and Mookie and a bunch of other, I wouldn't say that, like not their level, but a bunch of pretty big players. Um, So this, now I'm thinking about the Mookie deal because like Mookie got offered more than that, Austin. Like, Mookie yeah. had a bigger deal than that. I would put Yelich on the same level as Mookie, if not higher. They're they're probably the same tier. There's... Same tier. I'd put Mookie a little bit above Yelich, but, like, it's negligible how much of a difference it is because they're both five-tool players who are just yeah. absolutely insane at everything. It's really weird. Like, it makes me wonder what Mookie's going to get next year. Um, um, I'm still, I'm still sure that someone is going to give him like, you know, he's probably gonna get 300 mil plus. Oh, he's definitely, he's got to get 300 mil plus. If he just said, if he called what the Red Sox was give, offering him just, uh, like just, what was their insulting? offer? 250? No, Red, the Red Sox were offering him like 10, 300. And I think he wanted 12, 420 or something. <sighs> 12, 420. I could, I, I think I think that's what it was. It, it came up like steep. Yeah, it was it was something around that range. I um, mean, I could totally see a team going for like ten three eighty or something like that with him. I know that's a lot, but he might get four hundred mil. I mean, he could definitely get four hundred million. I wouldn't be surprised. He called three fifty in like he called three fifty disrespectful. Yelich just took one ninety. Yelich is as good as him. Like, I mean, it says a lot about this market that's going to be coming up because I know every player has a market, and Mookie is probably Mookie's definitely the bigger name. But like, it really, it, it really makes you wonder how this draft or how this uh, how his market's going to change because of this. Because if you can see that a guy with a similar skill set is going to be getting like half of what he's asking for. Our team's gonna give him as much money. I would have to say yes. Like, I would assume so. But like, imagine, imagine this. Imagine how ironic it would be if the best offer he got was from the Red Sox next off season, and it was less than ten three hundred. You just hang him up. <laughs> um. <laughs> It's, I I don't know. Um, I think maybe for Yelich, maybe maybe we're looking at it wrong. Maybe we're just looking at this, and maybe it's just like a loyalty thing. Maybe he just loves Milwaukee. 
I don't know. Um, I guess that would have to be the case because if he didn't like Milwaukee that much, he would have, you know, asked for that three fifty four hundred million dollar deal that he easily could have gotten. And Mookie, I mean, clearly he didn't, you know, like clearly he didn't love Boston that much. If he was, if he sped on three fifty. Well, it was just three hundred, not three fifty. I mean, that's still a hundred and ten million more than what we're talking about right now, which is a significant difference. Um, I guess maybe it's just a question of loyalty. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what made maybe, Yelich. Maybe Yelich just that. really likes Milwaukee. It definitely questions the market because, like, Javi Baez is up next year. He could probably get around 250, 300 mil. Um, I feel like he stays with the Cubs, but we'll see how the season goes for them. I think the season defines if Javi stays there or not. If they fall apart, which, I mean, could happen, I guess, uh, he'd probably be gone. But, amen. We'll see. We'll see. I think this. This contract for me, when I look at it for Yelich, it says to me that it this is kind of defining. Like we don't know what what's coming. Like maybe this saturates the market. Maybe Mookie doesn't get an offer more than three fifty or three hundred. It. Maybe. It's honestly surprising. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like we're going to get another big offer for somebody else. Like, there's going to be another big contract that, like, resets the standard. But as of right now, that's that's really interesting. <laughs> you know, I think that this might have I think this is going to have a negative effect on Mookie's uh off season next season. We'll Just see. Because, like, I mean, so if we if we take it to 10 years for Yelich's deal, even though it's only 7, that's like 10 to 70, which it's about it's a, it's less than what the Red Sox offered him. It's I really? st- I still th- I mean, yeah, it's a whole 30 million dollars less. So I'm I'm guessing he's going to get better than that. He's he's gonna get to better than ten two seventy. I would hope for his sake. I feel like there's days. a thing though. I feel like people feel like Mookie. I feel like people feel like it's possible for Mookie to leave LA, but people didn't feel like it's possible. Like I don't think. I don't know. I I just don't know. Cause like say Yelich hit the market next off season. Would people like believe he's actually leaving the Brewers? I don't know. I... It is weird to envision Christian Yelich in another jersey, which is ironic because like he wasn't. It's not like he was homegrown from Milwaukee. No, he was. He was from he, Miami. Yeah, he was from Miami. But um, I don't know. It's just it's it it is weird to think about seeing him in a jersey that isn't a Brewers jersey after like the past couple of seasons he's had. So, I don't know, maybe it's just, I, I was saying the same thing about Mookie, so, I mean, maybe maybe that could have been a possibility at first, but I think for the, I mean, 
This extension locks him up for the next nine years because he's still got two years left on his original deal. Right. So I think they've got good security for right now. Well, they definitely have security for right now. Oh, my God, yeah. That makes it even worse. Like, maybe Yelich... Maybe Yelich thought to himself he can leverage himself out if things go wrong, which he probably can. Oh, he he absolutely would be able to. Um, But, I mean, because that's, you know, who... That's who's... That's who people are buying the tickets for. And they ain't going to a Brewers game to fucking cheer on Ryan Braun anymore. It's not 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not seeing, they're not seeing Braun in much anymore. Well, they're seeing him. He still plays, but... Like... He does still play. Actually, I want to... Well, I think that's enough of the contract talk, but I wanted to bring up something else. I've noticed this. The You know, the baseball actually been doing something interesting, or at least ESPN... I honestly want him to keep doing it. I don't know if they will. Oh, miking up yes, players. Yes, the miking up I love players. What I love that. Dude, that's so fire. It's so cool. Like, I love actually getting their thoughts. It's like, okay, so you know how ESPN does, like, the interviews mid-game, right? Yeah. It's like that, but, like, it's better than that. Oh, it's con- It's great content. It's so good. I, I want him to keep doing it. Like throughout the regular season, I don't I don't know if they will or not, but it's so good. I mean, I could totally see them doing it. It's it just makes the game way more interesting. It just they have no reason not to do it. I mean, the reason not to do it, they can come up with. They they'd make something up, but they really should do it. Like it's so good. The one, the Chris Bryant, no, was it, who was it, was it Rizzo or Bryant? I think it was Rizzo they mic'd up. It was Rizzo, it was Rizzo. Um, They mic'd up Dominic Smith of the Mets. Uh, They mic'd up, I think they mic'd up that whole Met team. It's just so cool. Uh, like, that's a fantastic idea. I hope they keep doing Oh, you know who else they mic'd up? It was really funny. Um, They mic'd up Derek Dietrich. Did they? And uh, that was funny because they weren't they didn't have a mic'd up during the game, but they interviewed him in between innings or like I think his I think the Reds were batting. And he was talking about how Trevor Bauer because you know how Trevor Bauer's been like so outspoken about like everything, right? Yeah. Um. So he, since it's just spring training, he was just fucking around. He would yell out the pitches that were coming to the batter to avoid any sign stealing. So like you know if he was throwing fastball, he'd yell, "Hey, I'm throwing a fastball." That's so good. I know it's hilarious. I, I know it's spring training, so that's not. It's not like they're going to do that in game. Of course season, not. But but like, it's it's just it's funny because you know it's good content. It makes the game actually you know fun, interesting, it's funny. I I love the mic up. I mean, baseball really do be fucking up a lot, but dude, they like they have, they have a lot of good ideas. Like the mic up, that's it. That's a fantastic idea. Like, interviewing him mid-game and shit. Or, like, just talking to him. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I love seeing, like, the actual thoughts that they get. When Rizzo's, like, he predicted the pitch that was coming. Yeah, that was That cool. was sick. I hope they continue it. I really hope they do. I probably should, you know, let people watch as well, but that's, you know... I mean that that's look you want to get younger viewers in like this is that's that's one way you can do it you want to get younger viewers watching 
have it. It's it's like having NFL players mic'd up. Well, you know, oh, they they don't really do that in game, but like. No, they don't interview them at all. They just leave the mic on them. Um, you know, one thing they could also do is, uh, you know, let people watch the games. Yeah, that too. Uh, they, that that, too. that actually, you know, would help. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe um, not blacking out games. Yeah, uh, that that would um, that would help get more people into the games. I think. More people. If more people can watch the game, then more people would watch the game. <laughs> it, it, it it sounds obvious. Yeah, I, I, he doesn't get it. I you're right. Uh, I if more people are able to watch the game, then more people will watch it. It's it's pretty simple. So, you know, it's, it's just it's so odd that they do that. Like I get blacking out the games if like they're not even close. I guess, but like. Why are you blacking out the area? This doesn't make sense, dude. It's so stupid. Alright. Well, baseball, it's it's going to heat up again soon, but I think for a while, unless other shit happens, we should be done with it until opening day, at least. Um, Yeah, for the time being, I would say we're... uh... I would say that I think it's time to move on to college football. Well, not exactly college football. Uh, it's time to rebrand again. Yeah, we're we're out of ideas. Yeah, that's so. how you, I was going to say. That's how you know there ain't shit going on anymore. Bro. We're <laughs> rebranding a conference again. All right, SEC. I don't think we've done the SEC. We haven't done the SEC yet. SEC. So let's start with the East. Georgia. I'm going to be honest. They're good. I'm I'm good with Georgia. The G logo is kind of boring. It's fire. You know, it's it's look. I, I think it's boring. It's 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 pretty much the inverse of the Green Bay Packers, which I think is kind of boring. But like, you know, I get it. It's iconic. <laughs> it's mad iconic. The the Georgia Bulldogs. It's cool. I I don't have an issue with it. They had the the cool alternate. Uh, what's it called? Bulldog logo as well. And their uniforms are fire, the red and the white. It's just, it's fire. I love the Georgia Bulldogs get up. So now we go into Florida. I'm going to leave them alone. They fire too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. The uniform's beautiful. I love the Gator. That Gator logo is so good. The blue and orange just looks amazing together. It does. And their away stuff is fire too. It's just fire. Florida's got such a good look to them. Get a quarterback, Florida. Yeah, please. right. I know. What do you mean, right, bro? You not you not you don't believe in uh in in uh Jake Ruskell. <laughs> no, I don't think he starts. I think it's Kyle Trask is gonna be the new guy, but we'll see how he does. Next up, Tennessee. I see I love they're like I love the orange and the white because it's like it's Texas, but it's not. Right. Um, the T is a little. Eh. I think Volunteers is kind of a sick name, so I feel like there's something you could do with that. I'm not sure what, but um, get. I mean, 
you know you know my stance on just like single letter logos i think it's i agree but like it looks good on tennessee like ten- I, I, I'll agree that it looks good, but I still think it's lazy. I think they could do something better with that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what you do with volunteers. But uh, let's, let's look at Kentucky. So Kentucky, they're the Wildcats. Their logo can definitely be much better because they, uh, they just have the UK. I mean, it looks good. But like the UK looks really good. Like I like how the K fits right in between like two parts that are going up in the U. Yeah, like how it fits in perfectly like that. It looks good that way. But I mean, if you're gonna go by the Wildcats, which I've said it, I think I've said it every time we've bra- we've rebranded a division or a conference rather. If you're gonna go by a generic name like the Wildcats, at least make it look good. Yeah, I agree with that. Because why there's so many Wildcats. There's just so many teams that go by the Wildcats. It gets boring. I do like the blue. Like the all blue and the white uh, with the checkers looks cool. I, I like how they look, but I think the logo needs to be a little better. I think we need a better Wildcat logo for Kentucky. Yeah. So now we're going Missouri. Honestly, I like Missouri's stuff. Uh, the black and the yellow with a little white. The logo is kind of sick, actually. With the, the uh... oh, the yeah, Missouri might have the best Tigers logo. It's it's between them and LSU, but like I would say LSU probably does. I, I, I I'm I'm honestly I think I'm gonna give it to Missouri. Missouri? I'm give it to Mizzou. They do. They it is sick. I do like their logo. I like their uniforms. Uh, I think the, I think they're doing it right over there. I think everything's good. I mean, the team really ain't that good, but I think the... the more yeah, they at least look good. Yeah, they'd they, they, they be they be looking good. Uh, so now we're on the South Carolina. Honestly, I like South Carolina. I, 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 like, I like everything they got going right now. I, I like how, even though they have the SC in their logo, it doesn't. it's not just SC. It's They got the, the Gamecock, even though it, it, it doesn't look like it's in very good condition. It looks like it's kind of miserable. But you know, so anyone who's got uh, some editing power, you now have a clip clip of Ian saying, "Yeah, I'm not gonna say because I'm not that stupid." But, but yeah, mm. if you want to take that one out of context, go for it. Um, South Carolina, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> it. I might just do it because I have that power. I know you do, and now I'm regretting every decision I just made. Yeah, well, that's what the show's about, isn't it? Regretting everything. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, shit, I guess I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> I like South Carolina, though. They got the, the uniforms are always pretty sick. Uniforms are nice. The logo's pretty good. Um, The logo is awesome. I, that's one of my favorite logos. So good on South Carolina, except they're not that good. But hey, they beat Georgia this year. They did. Good for them. Uh, that, that gets them. That gets them a thumbs up in my book. So last in the SEC East, Vanderbilt. Honestly, like I fuck with it. Like I fuck. I I do. Yeah. Like, cause I like the star with the V. The Commodores is a cool name. Uh, black and yellow. I mean, I guess they're a little more gold, but that always works. 
I like what Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, no. What Vanderbilt doing? Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt's got it good. They've they've got a good. Uh, everything's good about them. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I mean, minus the team. marketing, marketing wise, yeah. marketing wise, the team stinks, but they look good. They look. They stink it up, but they look good doing it. Exactly. Just like just like uh, Mizzou. Stinking it up, but they look good doing it. They beat they beat Mizzou, so yeah. So they stink it up a little bit less. Well, I mean, they they were one and seven in conference. Their only win was against Mizzou, but hey, is what that's stinking it up a little bit less. I guess so. All right, Nazi West LSU zero nothing. That shit that shit is drip. I'm lo- like so. My roommate's an LSU fan. I'm looking at the jersey that he has hung up right now. It's drip. It's clean. It's drip, bro. The purple one's sick. The white one's sick. The tiger with the LSU above it on the helmet is nasty. It's it's just so good. L- like Dude, even just their for the most part. Sorry, you, you go first. I'll I'll make my point. Well, I mean, even just the letters, like in their normal logos, are sick. Like it just looks good. It's. It's just so good. And the team's nasty, too. I mean, they were. They'll probably be all right again, but that's not the point right now. Um, They're just really good. They look good. It's just it's such a good... It's just such a good jersey and look. It's it's just beautiful. It really is. What was your point? I just feel like a lot of the teams in the SEC are just flawless. Well... At least, at least marketing-wise, you know. Right now, we're talking about marketing-wise. Obviously, a lot of these teams aren't that good on the field, but... I don't know about that. You know. But we'll see. We'll, we're going to get to one specific one. Uh, mm-hmm. So this one... Next one's Alabama. Honestly, would not change a damn thing. So good. No. It's just... I, I, have one, I have one question about Alabama, though. I like the mm-hmm. A, but why is their alternate logo a fucking elephant? Because they're the, they're the Crimson Tide. And that's and what what exactly does that have to do with elephants? Who cares? Elephants are right. sick. <laughs> that answers my question. All right. Um, Why are you asking questions? No, I I was curious. I love Alabama, dude. Their helmets are always like it's just so simple, but it's so good. They just have the number on the side. Yeah, I feel like that hasn't really changed since like never. I think Alabama it's always been that way. way. And I like that. I like that. It's like that. Um. I just love, like the crimson and the white is just so good. It's just fantastic, bro. Nothing ever needs to change about Alabama's uh, logo. So next one, another one I'm really good with. I love it. Is Auburn. Auburn is sick, uh, and they have like they they are the Auburn Tigers. They could go with the tiger logo, but like, why even bother? Um, their uniforms are always sick. The auburn, uh, color with the, with the blue. Oh yeah, the dark blue, beautiful and the orange, beautiful and the white is so good. I just love that shit. Like they just look fantastic. So yeah, no, their their uniforms look amazing. Um, gotta say, not a fan of the fact that there are three teams that go by the Tigers in the uh, SEC. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess, you know, it's, it is what it is. 
Because it's, it's hard. It, you're not going to mistake any of the three of them. Well, nobody's and, like... Nobody calls Auburn by the Tigers. They call them Auburn. Most of the time when you talk about LSU, you call them LSU. Sometimes you'll say Tigers. I know. Usually when I think of Tigers for college football, I'm thinking either Clemson or LSU. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, I like I like just about everything about Auburn. Really, it's they they do it good. They do. So next one, Texas A and M. Honestly, I love the Texas A and M logo. Just a T with the A and M. It's nice. The colors are nice. Like that dark, that that maroon with the white is always good. They just do it good, bro. Texas A and M is nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, honestly, they might have, it, it's not quite LSU, but A&M, probably, like, in my top three, top four best uniforms in the SEC. They're fire. LSU, LSU's got the best. Like, I'm, no one's going to be able to. I would say them. it's LSU, Bama, Florida are the three best. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Maybe Auburn. I would say Florida's definitely top three. I like Florida's better than Auburn because I think the, like the bright blue and the bright orange work better than like the dark blue Auburn dark orange. orange and then the dark blue. Not that the Auburn's colors don't work together; they do. It's just I think it works a lot better for Florida. Hmm, I think so too. All right, now it's time for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So honestly, like. They kind of got the A and M colors going on a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a brighter red. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's br- I don't know if brighter is necessarily the right word. It's like, I mean, I guess kind of it is because like A and M's kind of like a kind of like a rusty color. Yeah. Um, Mississippi State. I mean, I kind of wish they'd do something with the bulldog logo instead of just the M State. I kind of like the M State, and there is obviously the Georgia Bulldogs as well are in the uh, in the SDC as well, and they do kind of something with the Bulldogs. So I do get it, but I kind of agree as well. I think a Bulldog would work better for their logo. This all right. So this next one, I let's let's okay the Ole Miss Rebels. I have many, <laughs> many issues with, um, first of all, uh, the color, like everything down to the colors and the, in what that they use are based on the Confederate army, everything yeah. down to the colors. <laughs> if I was to take control of this school, I am nuking. Everything. I, I am redoing the entire branding. I am the rebels name is going. Uh, no more no more rebels. Uh no more uh red with the blue. I mean the the they do make the jerseys look kinda good, but I know like you can do better. You can do something. I know better. the history. I know why those are the colors. It's that's not okay. Yeah. Uh, none of the none of what they do is okay at all. Um, it's it's honestly disgusting that they're allowed to be named the rebels at this point. 
Um, I don't give a shit about your heritage. Nah, I mean... Either. Anyone who gets upset, you piece of shit. Oh, okay. Um... They're just, they're just, I would nuke them. Well, not like actually, but I would like definitely nuking them figuratively. Like I, everything's getting changed. Literally nothing stays. We're rebranding the entire thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, if there wasn't such a racist history behind why they're called the rebels, then yeah, it probably would work. Like you know, hey, just the Ole Miss rebels. You know, like. Not if it wasn't, you know, the Confederacy, slavery, racism, all that jazz. It's a cool name, but you can't. It, no, I, not in. You no, know, it's rebels. In is this a, context, it's pretty bad. Rebels is a like calling something the rebels is fine, except in this case, because it's literally like, like even down to the colors that they use is Confederate. I can't. yeah, it's dreadful. That it it would all go if I had control. So just know they are doing it the worst in college and just D one sports in general. That they, they're doing it the worst. Um, so we got one more to talk about, which is Arkansas, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, you know, if you just told me they went by the Razorbacks, I would have never guessed that. Like, it's it's a hog. That is a that is a hog. Uh, it is a hog. Let's stop. Let's yeah. just not. Let's do that. Um, I. They're. I mean, it's really just. It's really just A and M, colors, except maybe a little brighter on the maroon. Yeah, the maroon is a the maroon's like it's actually like, it's closer to like Alabama's colors than. Yeah, it, it's a little closer to Alabama. Um, the Razorback, like, just the logo they have, it's really not that good. It's okay. I don't know. I like it. It's all right. I feel, I mean, I feel like you could do something really cool with the Razorback, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, you, I don't know. I, I like I like what they I like what they did with it. To be honest, I don't think they need to change the logo, but yeah, they could probably leave it alone. But I cannot iterate enough how badly Ole Miss needs to change their shit. If you if you take away anything from this, please make Ole Miss change their shit. I it is racist, like extremely. Um, all right, I think that's... Is that going to do it? Do we have anything else to talk about, or...? Uh, I don't get anything. All right, yeah, so that will do it for episode... What is this, 83? 82? 82. Ah. All right, Mr. Ooh, you don't know the name. You don't know what episode it is. All right, bro. Look, look, dude, we are so fighting when we meet up, all right? Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 82 of I'm Walking Here. <laughs> you can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.